0: Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Bar Study, where we discuss love,
1: law, lavation.
0: I'm your host, Shade Walker, a 3L at CUNY Law, and I'm accompanied by my
1: lovely co host, Shadequa Parker, also known as Sha, also a 3L at CUNY School of Law.
0: All right, girl. Yes, yeah, so let's get into it another
1: episode. So, I go ahead. Tell them what this episode is about, girl. So this episode says, you know, we graduated law school. But with that, this episode is love after law school. Because whether we talk about? Love, law, and libations. That's right. And now we're law school graduates. And now we can actually focus on law and love and libations. You know, because, you know, the love had to go off to the side. Remember, first semester, Professor Edwards She told her to lose those relationships, man. She, It was truth.
0: All facts. <laughs> no cap.
1: She was not lying.
0: Um, so, yeah. So, in this episode, the love, we're going to talk about, like, marriage, romantic relationships. Um, and then for the law aspect, you know, we still don't give out legal advice, Okay. <laughs> But we're going to talk about like prenups, postnups, like, you know, marital property, separate property. And then our featured cocktail for this evening is sex on the beach. Okay. All right. So girl, let's get into it. So marriage, as you know, I recently, or may not know, I recently got engaged, right? <laughs> so congrats.
1: Um, chat, chat, chat,
0: chat. you. So yes, um, on the day that we graduated law school, I was proposed to. So that is like amazing. So me and my partner, um, we're going down the road of marriage. We're looking for wedding venues right now, child. <laughs> so um, and but then there's also like other romantic relationships too, right? child? because you represent the other side of that. Like, you know, marriage is not for everybody, and that's okay. It's not
1: it's absolutely listen, marriage is one form of committed relationship and as we stated and discussed on our other episode polyamory is an option right you could be ethically non-monogamous those things are you it's still a committed relationship it's just not the normal two person committed relationship right and it works out for some people
0: yeah i think as long as you're like really clear on what you expect from your partner And like there's that communication. That's what's key because, you know, just because you're getting married doesn't mean that you're going to have like this automatic success in your relationship. You got to work at that. And communication is key. I feel like a lot of people like going into marriages, like they don't know how to communicate what they expect and people feel like oh once you say i do you walk down the aisle some type of magic switch goes off and the person is this perfect person but Mm -hmm. they're pretty much the same person that they were before you got married and you have to be aware of that walking into a marriage or really any relationship like you know if you move in with a person you if you knew this person was sloppy and messy before
1: y'all moved in don't just magically think they're gonna start cleaning (laughs) like you know what I mean that's a big thing people have to understand relationships everything constantly changes and so part of that is I don't think it's a big change that happens like you said it's not a magic switch although to some people it's that signing up the paper that walking down the aisle that's given the vows that somehow changes the relationship And I'm not sure why it would if this is partner and this is who you choose to spend your life with a paper um some vows in front of a religious clergy member um a party anything that you got to do to actually substantiate that relationship shouldn't really change it like that that's what confused me for some people I noticed that like the relationship you could be with somebody for decade plus you get married and then next year it's like really how y'all getting
0: divorced it's how? over but you could have been together for 18 years the minute you get married shit hit the fan it's, like, crazy, like that. it's crazy like that and then there's some people who could get married like after 60 seconds of knowing each other (laughs) and that shit works. It works for them for 60 years, right? you met for 60 seconds, got married and you married for 60 damn years. Like it, it bees like that. And I think it's because communication is really key and and making sure that your partner knows what to expect from you. Like, you know, I'm kind of what you see is what you get kind of person. You know, I feel like the time I spent with my partner in the quarantine, we've seen like who each other is in our, in our natural elements, you know, when you're. Let's also add that the two of
1: y'all did law school together. So let me just add that that's a different beast. So that beast in itself was one, but then to add the pandemic, Mm -hmm. that quarantine and like And so that also surprised me. Like, there's people now, like, you're like, oh, you was together forever. You telling me that for the first time you actually have to quarantine, like, y'all been living together. Y'all been having family life. You tell me to quarantine together, now you can't stand each other. Mm -hmm. I don't Um, think it's just, communication is a big part, but also compromise. I think you have to be able to compromise. Like, you can't be so stubborn and so just there and not uh, willing to give some leeway back and forth. And willing to
0: admit when you're wrong, willing to admit when you were emotional, when you're moody, or whatever the case may be. And you know, you had there's a miscommunication or breakdown in that. Like I've also please don't listen to that advice that I've heard where, oh, let's not go to bed angry. Go to bed. Go to fuck to sleep. Because if you keep me up all night trying to argue with me to the wee hours of the morning. I am going to be just so miserable. I'm going to be not performing well at work, just bags under the eyes, just cranky. Like I'd rather just go to sleep and then we could talk about it in the morning or later when we have time. I'm not the type of person that's going to sit there all night till the birds start chirping because like I'm going to get annoyed. Like the argument is going to escalate because the more and more I see the time going by and we're still talking about this shit. And, like, it's not making no sense. It's not making, it's just like when you were studying for the bar. After that a certain means- point, it just didn't make no sense no more. And, like, I'm just, and now at this point, we just arguing to argue. Cause what the fuck are we arguing? For me, about? I
1: can't argue with you upfront like that. Because what happens is that I get reactive instead of responsive. And so, if I'm feeling like you're trying to play me, I'm gonna hit you in your soul and I'm gonna pull it out and it's not necessary what should be said at that moment because I'm in my feelings so no let me be mad let me sit in my feelings do not force me to talk through because I'm not going to use the right words I know how let me remove myself from the situation if I got to turn my back to you fine but we're going to talk about this before the week is out just let me find my words Mm -hmm. because that's the other thing people want to argue and you can't unsay things that's
0: true you gotta sometimes be an adult you start saying nasty things to each other and those things cannot be taken back no. like you can apologize for them but for me i'm an anxious person so i'll be playing shit in my mind from years ago oh, i should have said this oh, I said. so i should have said so don't start no shit won't be no shit okay because you because <laughs> you're not only dealing with me but you're also dealing with anxiety too okay so just <laughs> girl So, but yeah, um, you know, and then also be mindful. Like we talked about this in the past, also in one of our episodes when we talked about like the love languages, be Mm -hmm. mindful because you may be loving someone the way in which you want to be loved, but you're not loving them the way they want to be loved. Like I'm a person who loves to receive gifts. So I can't go out here buying gifts for people and expecting them to be excited about the gifts in the way I would Mm -hmm. because that's not their love language maybe somebody wants acts of service they want me to cook maybe somebody wants me to say nice things to them for the leos out there because I know fucking leos like that damn affirmation shit they want positive affirmation (laughs) them motherfuckers like to be praised
1: okay yeah exactly so keep in mind that your partner's love language may change through the years you may have given they may be in a stage in their life where they need those positive affirmation Mm -hmm. they're sexy that they're smart that they're loved or they may be like me where I'm at the point where listen I am great I feel like the only thing I can do is better who I am and I know what I need to do to be better I don't need you to tell me that but you can tell me I'm beautiful I'm sexy I'm all that stuff that's great but I don't need it that's not what I need little things like hey oh would you like me to make you a coffee those are the things I like. Mm-hmm. It's finding somebody. I'm messing with somebody now that's not used to it. He's used to material stuff. I don't care for those gifts. That don't mean anything because of prior experience. Like I don't need a bag. I don't want you to go out there buying all that. I don't need any of that because I can actually get that myself. And I actually like my style better than other people's styles. So that's all right. Don't buy my bag. <laughs> I'll buy it. Um, <laughs> But I can see that. And when I was younger, that materialistic those things matter because you're younger. You don't understand. You think, oh, he brought me this. He loves me. No, I grew up in the hood. Somebody will buy you something. and they be like, I got you that chain. I got you those sneakers. So take this back. You can wear those size seven Jordans. I hope you can fit them since you brought me the sneakers. See, so I don't need gifts because gifts can be taken. I, no, I want like experience. I want time. I got to be quantitative. Right. So, well, somebody,
0: gonna that. so if somebody's going to give you a gift, you would like it to be like a trip or something. Like, it's, yes, awesome I like experiences. To, it's an experience and it's a way for you to spend quality time with that person.
1: Yes. I like experiences. I like things that are substantial. I can remember them. I can hold on and look at them.
0: Right. Not still the, the pictures,
1: urge. Right. That
0: you mm-hmm. look back on those memories. Like, oh, I did this. I did that. I went here. I went there. That's always going to be with you. Whereas, you know. Yeah a bag you know how long can you keep it i mean under the right conditions but you know it's not gonna last forever like fur is not gonna last forever you know diamonds might real you know, mm. diamonds will but you know like a fur or something you know you have to store it in the right conditions it you know it will rot it's not, it's not gonna last 20 30 years you, know, you feel me
1: i like priceless things so it's not materialistic but priceless
0: mm-hmm. yeah i see what you mean it's really hard, I feel like, with relationships because I feel like it's a topic that we keep coming back to. And it's also one of the staples, you know, in our episode where you talk about love. But I feel like it's something that's so key to, like, humans and, like, our interactions. You know, everything is kind of built on that. I mean, that's essentially when you think of it, that's how we got all got here, right? Because it was a mommy and a daddy and a whatever, um or just in general two parents you know what i mean who came together out of love and created a child let's not um stick to these cisgender <laughs> labels but
1: i mean the law has caught up together. right okay of- the law has caught up we have laws about artificial insemination the rights yes. of the biological parent yeah. uh, new york in particular has rights for biological and non-biological parents of the same sex
0: that is true I learned this in New York domestic relations yeah and let's talk a little bit about you know that class I took it and then also just our bar prep also kind of prepared us in the scope of family law you know what I mean because our school called it one thing New York domestic relations which is kind of like family law too and that class was like really interesting um just the way in which they talked about different concepts you know, that have to do with marriage. You know, people think, okay, marriage and divorce, but there's like so much more. And, you know, we're law students. So how are we looking at relationships? You know what I'm saying? As a result of this training that we had. You know, I the first thing that comes to mind, you know, is obviously protecting your assets. You know, you'd have to be a fool to come out of law school. And not, when you think of marriage, you think of the union of two people coming together and ways in which you can protect, protect yourself. So let's talk about like, let's talk about prenups. Let's, let's get into it.
1: (laughs) All right. So for me, I had the conversation with the person I'm dating and it's like, you know, all right, so I'm almost 40. It's a few years away. Not that far. So we're having this conversation. We're discussing it. And you're know, like, you know, I'm telling you know, I'm a future attorney. So peep this. You got kids. I got kids. We need to at least protect them. So what we come into this marriage with, if that's where you're trying to go, know this. We ain't even really there. But, you know, we're having the early discussions because I like to put it all on the table. Right, okay. Learn that in law school. you ain't no surprises. So now you could think this through because I'm not making decisions for you. However, we both got kids. So what we come into this with, we leave with. Now, if we decide to get mutual marital property, both our names are going on that shit. And then we're going to work out from there. Because I took will, I paid attention in wills and trusts okay, the law of nowhere and the law of New York, okay? Because now we know (laughs) the law of nowhere and we know the law of New York. Yeah, Let me just put that out there to y'all who want to be lawyers. Just know when you study for the bar, you're essentially studying the law of nowhere. Because it's mostly federal, but each state practices their own law. In essence especially when it comes to family law mm-hmm. so what go what may happen in new york is not going to happen in cali mm-hmm. yeah so, so if
0: you're taking the ube bar you have to know okay the law of nowhere because remember you're taking the uniform bar exam um yeah. aka the law of nowhere and then also usually after you take the ube you'll also have a state specific exam so yeah. um so yeah, let's get into it. So, like, okay, what exactly is a marital agreement, first of all? So, um, a premarital agreement based on you know definitions, because we cannot give legal advice. I can't stress that enough. We're not lawyers yet. And even if we were, um, I need to know the specifics of your case to give you an answer. <laughs> um but, but yeah. as a heads
1: up, you can Google this because New York is one of the best states around. We are the ghost in the floor. You can literally Google any of these statues, they are readily publicly available.
0: Mm hmm. So um, and it would be NYDL. OK, um, so, yeah, um, a contract that is made before a marriage containing the terms that relate to the division of property and spousal support in the event of death or divorce, okay? So that's essentially the big overarching umbrella of what um, a premarital agreement is. And then for the prenup to be enforceable, okay? You gotta have three things going on here. You gotta have number one, full disclosure. Don't be lying about how much money you make, okay? Because it's not enforceable, okay? (laughs) Then the (laughs) agreement has to be fair and reasonable right and then it has to be voluntary you can't like force me to do something um so yeah so let's and it,
1: here's the main thing it is fair and reasonable it can't be unconscionable and if exactly. it is unconscionable it's because a average person excuse me not the average person but the reasonable person in similar circumstances would probably not have signed that prenup if they actually looked through it so It's like, really, is it fair? Is it unbalanced? Like, what would make it unbalanced? There's a number of factors we're not going to get into, Mm -hmm. but trust. It's not as easy as just making one person sign a prenup. You really have to sit there, have attorneys go through it. And if your attorney, do not be the one to draft it and think your spouse is going to sign it because that's not right. Make sure they go to a separate attorney and have them look it
0: through. Exactly. So, yeah, shot back to what you were saying about fair and reasonable. It means it can't be under duress. You know, you can't, um, you know, have undue influence and like the fairness of the terms themselves. Like, you know, if it just doesn't seem fair to like like you said, a reasonable person, the average person, if this just doesn't seem fair, it just seems unconscionable, like why would this person sign it? Then chances are it's not fair and reasonable. And then like what you just said about independent counsel, like make sure you have your own attorney that you go to that is what voluntary means voluntary means there's again no fraud no duress and that the person didn't come bring you the prenup the night before the wedding like that's not fair that doesn't seem like it's voluntary it seems like you're pressuring the person because you're saying hey this wedding in a few hours is off if you don't sign this that's not fair and you know The person should have the opportunity to speak to independent counsel, like you said, Shaw. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, These are just things that you should be considering. And then full disclosure. Remember I said you can't lie about how much money you make. So it should be full disclosure of your financial status, your income, any assets that you have. So property, stocks, bonds, all that. And then like your debt. Because people owe money too. You know what I'm saying?
1: That's another thing too. Not everybody's
0: rich. <laughs> so keep in mind,
1: yeah. <laughs> y'all can't do the old drugs in the deal and start transferring property and assets in your mama's name because it looks very suspicious to start transferring assets and property in your mama and kids' name six months before you try to divorce your wife. Mm-hmm. I'm suspicious. Say-
0: I, I'm not really sure if I, uh, forensic uh, accountants do, but that seemed like something they would do. They'd be packing <laughs> you the fuck down. Oh, no, no. You just did the CSI bacon edition. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know what they do, but that seems like when they get called. You know what I'm saying? We need a forensic accountant. Okay. Are they going to put fingerprints on the ATM machine? They're going to death call. Oh. What they feel to do? But... Uh, <laughs>
1: In essence, a prenup saves not just you personally, but mm-hmm. your spouse. In the event, if you become dependent on each other, you have a seven to ten year marriage. You played homemaker while they went out. That in itself is commensable. Just know you can be compensated for playing homemaker for the children while they go out. And this There's does not evidence. mean if you're the mother or the father, whoever is the homemaker. And it's taking care of those children while the breadwinners out there having meetings and business lunches.
0: Yeah, because there's a value to that, right? There's a value in um, child rearing. There's a value in, you know, maintaining cooking, the home. cleaning, maintain, you know, you would have to pay someone to do that. You know, there's this guy who's like video went viral. And I don't know the whole context because it was just a clip. And it was like this man basically saying, oh, what do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table in a relationship? And the woman was like, oh, you know, I do everything for you. I cook, I clean, you know, I I'm doing X, Y, and Z. And he's like, oh, I could pay somebody. Well, I could pay somebody. And that's all he kept saying. And it was just, So know, was a girlfriend,
1: he was a prostitute. And uh, he, uh, and yeah, he, because if you can pay somebody
0: won't. for everything, so why don't you, so then hire a maid hire a chef, hire a decorator and hire a prostitute then. Cause I mean, cause you don't want a girlfriend. If you're diminishing her down to what can you do for me? Because I can pay someone. I mean, yeah, we could all pay somebody to do something but I feel like there's a certain something that if you value a person, they're bringing to the table. I bring, I'm bringing Shadeh to this relationship so if you don't value Shadé, then that I mean that's what it said to me like sis I I mean, I'm bringing me to here the day. okay like I wouldn't be sitting here like trying to run down a list of everything I do I mean either you appreciate it or you don't and to me it was just like girl why are you even engaging with this person because if that's how they feel they can pay someone to do everything well then why don't you well, In fact, not- let's
1: piggyback slightly. I don't trust people who listen to any of these self-possessed, self-possessed process. What, what is it? They call themselves. They literally call themselves relationship experts. And they're not. Like, I don't appreciate it. These Kevin Samuels and the rest of them. I can't appreciate the conversation that's had because it doesn't feel like it's actually a conversation. It feels mm-hmm. as if they're just telling these women, lower your standards or you're not good enough. This is why like it's not a back and forth. It's not a what are you doing to bring to make this relationship work? It's mostly putting everything, the entire onus on the women. That's not a relationship expert. A relationship expert works on increasing and improving communication between right. the couples or at least getting them to the point where they can communicate to figure if this relationship even works for the two of them.
0: Right, it's it's companionship. How can a man who truly loves you and appreciates you ask you a dumbass fucking question like that? The fuck? What I bring to this table? Like I bring me. And like I said, you know, if you feel like that, sir, was well, then hire all those people and keep them. On your staff, pay their bills every month because that shit was
1: crazy. And then that's finding out who your partner is and who this person is you dating. Like for me, I prefer people who appreciate loyalty. Actions matter. Like you okay. showing me who you are. I don't want to hear all this yapping. I mean, I come from Brownsville. All people do is yap. It's all a yap yap. But right. actions, what you do, right. shows me your character. So if I if I have your back. When you stress out the world, I don't bring you no stress, and I'm the peace in this chaotic world. Don't ever come to me and ask me what I bring to the table because I'm gonna take me and my peaceful aura, and your life gonna be chaotic
0: hmm without me in my absence like you know yeah you can I know I did a damn good job in that living room how I had decorated they picked out the couches like you know what I'm saying the little things that I do for my partner you know what I mean it's like you know I, some people say like oh he's you know he's more jewish now that he's dating (laughs) you because i take the time to appreciate the little things in his culture and just you know try to celebrate them like you know we now have like little um shabbat dinners i brought him a menorah like it's just little stuff like that it's just like you know he sits and we watch like Uh, a movie the other day like the harder they um the harder they come but like Jimmy Cliff I had no idea and I'm like Jamaican but I come from a different generation I come from the Shata's generation I love that movie right and so this came this movie came before Shata's um and so I had no idea about that and it's just like the little things that we do embracing each other's cultures you know stuff like that. That that doesn't come from a maid. I'm sorry, that's not coming from an interior decorator that you hire because it just doesn't come from that. There. There's no soul.
1: You know what I mean? That's what companionship is, and I think people forget that. Like when you be like, oh, I'm so I have this theory that a lot of people who argue people like, oh, well you you women are out here. That's why you never get a husband. Everybody don't want a husband. Everybody don't need a husband. A husband. People want companionship. If your whole goal is to run around here and say, I got a husband because you feel complete as a woman, Mm -hmm. because you have a husband, there's something wrong with you. You should be complete as a person and that that your partner compliments you. Your partner, for example, I want somebody who's going to be the yin to my yang. The person I date right now, I'm rah-rah, he calm. -hmm. That's
0: how it goes. Girl, you hit it on the nose when you said it's about you know what I'm saying that that's certain Complimenting, not, that certain compliments and not you already je- completed. You know yes. what I mean? Like it, for example,
1: you the whole Sunday, but you here you go you got option. Now I'm this whole beautiful ass Sunday with the whipped cream. Mm-hmm. You may want with the, the, the cherry, cherry on top. See, I might want I might there. want some toffee on top. But you yeah. know, my boo is the toffee on my sunday and Mm -hmm. jim is the cherry on your sunday and you know Mm -hmm. and i'm the
0: rainbow sprinkles you know what i'm saying and that's it it's it's the little things you because really and truthfully you have to be happy independent of your partner if you are not happy independent of your partner it's going to be a problem and vice versa and vice versa so you know that's the
1: essence. But in that happy, independent of your partner, let's talk about this marital property and separate property.
0: Girl, girl we think, th- we think it just alike. Cause I said independent. Well, independent of your partner, let's talk about separate property.
1: Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Shy, tell them what separate property is. Boo. So separate property clearly is any property that is acquired that is not marital property it is not subject to equitable distribution which we actually will briefly explain to you basically any property that's marital property is distributed equity not equally equal is not equitable so but we'll get to that but separate property is property acquired before the marriage so before y'all became husband and wife 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 husband husband spouse spouse Mm mm-hmm Or any property that's given by bequest. That means if somebody leaves you some property.
0: Right, if it's inherited or received. Or if it's a
1: gift from a party other than your spouse. Yep. Any compensation for a personal injury. If I get run over in these streets by New York City bus people, after seven years of fighting with them and I get my money, that's my money. Mm -hmm. It don't belong to my partner. That's my money.
0: Right. Now, you can do something else, which is called like a contortion claim or something like that where your partner can make their own separate claim because they had to care for you, because they had to take off work, but you still don't get no chunk of my money. Now, if you want your own money, that's when you go out and file that claim, right? Mm -hmm. But still, you're not getting none of my, my, because you didn't get hit by the bus, baby, I did.
1: (laughs) Any property... In exchange for the increase in the value of separate properties. So if I own a building and somehow my building increases the value without any aspect, I didn't do nothing. It's just gentrification mm-hmm. and the yes. property went up. That's my right. money.
0: Right. Not repairs. Okay. Now, if your spouse helped chip in on that leaky roof, now he don't added value. He or she, or they have added value to the property. And now that property can be converted. See, separate property can be converted into marital property. So things like that, when your spouse or whomever assists, not whomever, when your spouse assists in repairs, um, maintenance and things like that to maintain and upkeep the property, it gets a little fuzzy, you know, it gets a little gray area there because like I said, um, property acquired separately can be converted to marital so just watch out for that
1: also do not put money into a. do not put your separate money into a joint account
0: yes because okay
1: baby once it goes into the joint account it's jointly y'all mm-hmm. so you can't say oh my little 20,000 unless you can prove it was put there because time was of the essence this is not right. legal advice. Make sure you speak to your attorney because it could tell you if it was actually time of the essence.
0: Okay. And also, don't forget that the marital property now, let's talk about that. let yes, let's you t- get into that
1: because we've okay. had a discussion. Okay.
0: So, marital property is defined by statute as all property acquired by either or both spouses during the marriage and before the execution of a separation agreement. Okay, now pay attention here. So if you acquired this property before the execution of a separation agreement, it's marital property. Or before the commencement of a divorce action. So you guys couldn't be separated, living in two separate places. But if you did not sign a separation agreement, Y'all still married. So if you living over here and they're living over there, doesn't matter. You're still legally married. So if you acquire something in that weird gray area of time and space, it can still be considered marital property. If you did not file a divorce action yet and you got a fat check on the first, but you ain't follow divorce action until the 31st guess what your spouse could get a piece of that check that you got on the first
1: okay so time is up to essence people and check with your attorney as soon as possible
0: mm-hmm. like i said um or our professor said rather you know it's all sweet it's all rainbows and shit until that unicorn fucking, <laughs> fucking in the ass professor <laughs> edwards She was all facts, no (laughs) cap. She was not lying when she said that, okay?
1: I mean, taking these courses made me realize that marriage is pretty much, marriage in its essence in America is a business agreement. It's a legal business Mm -hmm. agreement, people. Love has nothing to do with it. It is a legal business agreement. Mm -hmm. Y'all agree to be bonded together for life or until you decide, Y'all don't like each other no more, and you legally ask the government, can you separate from this person? Mm-hmm.
0: But then there's benefits to it, too. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Don't make it sound so scary, Shaw. No, but I mean, yeah. it's,
1: at its foundation, that's what right. it is. You're asking the government permission it, it's a contract. to be bonded to this person. It is a contract. It is a contract. has to be legally unbounded. Right. And it ain't cheap to do that.
0: Right. And, and so, you know, that's the thing, like, you got to remember there's benefits to it too, because if you um, are engaged or you're dating someone and you've been with them for 10, 15, 20 years, Um, And God forbid they're laying in the hospital bed. It doesn't matter how long you've been with that person. Their next of kin gets to make the decisions, not you. And this could be they, auntie, cousin, whoever, a strange mama, a strange daddy, whoever gets to make decisions about their life. So, you know, sometimes it's important to get married.
1: You're you know what I mean? Right.
0: It's, it's, there is power in that because this is your spouse, and you know you know better what your spouse wants then or your partner what they want than somebody who hasn't spoken to them in 10 years somebody who hasn't spoken to them in 15 years especially when it comes to a lot of like same-sex relationships where the family is estranged and they you know they don't have the person's best interest at heart because they don't you know what i'm saying this is a person that you ain't spoke to in 10 15 years right. So but there's those additional ones. You're marriage right. is important. You know what I'm saying? In those instances, marriage is very important to have that power to be able to make those important decisions for your loved one. You know what I mean? To have benefits when that person dies. To yes, we talked about that.
1: Well, yes. it's not just recognition. So particularly in New York, the, the benefit of being a spouse is you're automatically given a certain amount off the bat. Mm-hmm. as the spouse like and you can't be just what that means is that you can't decide to write your spouse out the will in new york that does not happen okay you can't do it like they're all even if they don't get it under the will they're going to get it under interstate which means the state's going to give it to them
0: right at your and death state right and if
1: it goes to testing testing yeah if it goes to court so it's, it's benefits to be married. Yeah. Or you could be smart. And if you want to spend the money, contact a lawyer who's going to help you draft up those pay special domestic partnership mm-hmm. because you okay. don't want to get married. But it's still you legally asking the government to be leaked to this person. Right. To be partnered with this person.
0: And then the state does a pretty good job, too, at protecting you in the, you know, when you do get divorced from a person there are certain things that automatically happen whether you change the document or not. So let's say you have a life insurance policy and your spouse at the time, you know, this person was your spouse when you signed this insurance policy 10 years ago and then you guys get divorced, even though that person is still listed as a beneficiary, they're going to do their background research. And if they see a divorce decree You know, because this is public record, if they see the divorce decree for this person, it automatically cancels them out. You know, so your ex-wife, ex-husband, ex-partner, ex-spouse, they're not automatically, when you're divorced, they don't have rights.
1: Yeah, they lose a lot of that. Be a
0: beneficiary. So, you know, that's something that's good. That's built in. Because, you know, so hey, you might have forgot about that policy. You might have had three or four policies and you only changed it on three, not the fourth one you forgot. It's built in. It's yep. a safe net. So that's what's that.
1: There's benefits to being married. Yes. But there's also benefits to looking at your options. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what you have options before the marriage, during the marriage, and after the marriage. You can make an agreement to a separation and provide it to the courts. And if it's fair, the courts deem it fair, and it was done properly. Usually, they usually comply with individually crafted separation agreements. Mm. Usually,
0: I would. I just also wanted to highlight something that I thought was like pretty interesting when it came to um, like family law, and I know. Child support is a big thing that comes up um, when people separate, when relationships end, when they terminate. And, you know, most states, you know, you're allowed, um, well, you're not allowed, but you are responsible to pay child support for your children up until the age of 18. And Mm -hmm. then they go off to college. You're also, you know, a lot of states, you're still responsible um, for paying child support, so long as the child is enrolled in college, but there's something called reasonable parental demands, which I found really interesting, and I think it's it's it makes a hundred percent sense. You know, a child who's of age and who can work, the child' um, right to support is contingent on compliance with a reasonable parent's demands. So if a child is Um, failing in school, the parent can, you know, say, look, I'm not going to pay for this. I'm not going to support you. You're, you're flunking out in school or, you know, Hey, you need to get like, you know, a job or something, you know, things like that. I feel like that's something that parents may not know they have the right to, because listen, some children, who knows, I don't know your situation. I don't know your life. (laughs) Right, that's right. Parents have con- they have
1: a, pa- a right? constitutional right to family and marriage, It's like you have a right to choose who to marry person you'd like to marry. Let me clarify that you have a right to choose what adult person you like to marry consensually. Okay, because some people be tripping. Okay. Okay. Um you also have a right, you have a constitutional right to the child rearing to your decision as to how to raise your child with religion and all of that like that is your constitutional right you can decide the discipline of your child within legal means all of that is your right right you decide not to have children that is your right girl one
0: of these states
1: recently just
0: raised the age of consent for marriage like um
1: i, think I think- it was like alabama
0: article was published in The Wall Street Journal um, and it says North Carolina lawmakers vote to raise the legal age of marriage to 16 okay so um, Wait, what, what
1: was the
0: what was the previous age it was 14 okay so it was raised um, from the age of 14 to 16. you know some of these little southern states child they just be holding on to the idea of slavery coming back they hold on to the idea of it's okay to marry a 14 year old 16 they just be holding on to these old you know
1: antebellum ass ideas (laughs) you know that's a lot of laws though a lot of laws are just sitting there because they haven't been either they're not enforced anymore because society like it doesn't align with society or you know they're either updated people just don't pay attention to them because again they just don't align with society like there's tons of laws but 14 years old, thats disgusting. my opinion is not old enough to make a decision as you to are. marrying someone. Thank you. Now, I could see it back then, though, because, you know, there's a lot of shotgun weddings, because, you know. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm being honest. A lot of times a 14-year-old girl would end up pregnant by an older gentleman. And by default, now you're responsible for her and the child of her gut listen, that you
0: put there. Listen, the only, four, first of all, I don't think that 14-year-olds should be getting married. But the only 14-year-old that should be marrying somebody, somebody who's 15, 16 years old, who's also a minor like them. If you're talking about a 14-year-old pregnant by a whole grown man, I'm sorry, that's disgusting. This is not, it's not 1821,
1: okay, baby. It's 2021. So stop being in place because of something from back then and they never bother and do something with it until now. you go through these laws, it's going to be a lot of little amendments. Consensual be- marriages are the legal standard, people. It's like no more common law. I mean, they will acknowledge it. If you got this old school common law marriage from like 1993 right. that was recognized right. in another state. But you have a constitutional right to your child rearing. <laughs> you get to decide your child's education as long as they go to school. If they within a state like New York, they got to go to school between, is the ages five, five or 16? you know whatever your state statute states your kids got to go to school you could choose to send them to public school private school you can send them to religious school it's up to you it doesn't even matter you got a constitutional <laughs> right to raise your damn children how you want to raise your children as long that's as right. it's within the legal means that's right
0: girl oh well, yeah let's let's get let's let's move on to the next topic okay so our featured libation of the evening um so our cocktail is sex on the beach so let's uh figure out how in the hell uh we even make a sex on the beach girl how do we even make one of those okay <laughs> that's what no, i am
1: not a bartender i'm gonna let grab me that soda
0: So yeah grab me that uh, hard
1: liquor let's mix them together <laughs> kind of girl like you know so- i love me my honey jack of ginger Ale.
0: So oh, yeah, basically a sex on the beach, it just consists of vodka, peach snaps, orange juice, and cranberry juice. Okay.
1: and Every time I hear peach snaps, though, I just think of like clueless ever girls, like Ruby Valley girl. Like that's the only thing you could get drunk off of because that's the only thing your parents leave around the house. <laughs> so when you try to be a little rebellious to get a little twisted, that's what you get drunk off? Like, that's everybody's first liquor? It wasn't mine. I feel like that's everybody else's first liquor.
0: That should just sound extra sweet to me. That should sound like diabetes. I don't know. That's <laughs> just how peach sound to me. It's just giving me, like, Malibu vibes. Like, I can't drink. I
1: like that. Malibu. Well, I used to like Malibu. I'm not gonna oh, lie. You, oh, you become I an don't... adult, you put away childish things. Malibu's real childish. Yeah,
0: I drank that when I was like, uh, you know, I, I used to get a little Malibu nips when i was like you know in college (laughs) that cocktail is a little too sweet for me but i think i would actually be interested in making it one day because i didn't realize it consists of vodka i thought it was a rum based drink so knowing that it consists of vodka daddy usually has a plenty of that on hand that's his favorite cocktail um, not that not Sex on the Beach, but vodka is his favorite uh, alcohol. So, um, yeah. So, all I need, I stay with cranberry juice. I stay with orange juice. And, you know, a little peach schnapps is all I need. You know, these are things I that you normally keep in your home. At least I do. I love cranberry and orange juice. So,
1: all I got none of it. I've got Honey Jack. I got some weird champagne. I don't know the name of it. Somebody gave it to me. I have tons of ginger ale. This is a black household. It's like your stomach hurt? Go get some ginger ale. Ginger ale, right? <laughs> like I swear,
0: that's what they meant when
1: they said chicken noodle soup and
0: a soda on the side. It was without question. The soda was ginger ale. You, Absolutely. Like, like why? Like why would you have chicken noodle soup in what Sprite, bitch? And what what and what Coke? <laughs> so I definitely knew it was ginger ale without question. But back to this drink now. Sex on the beach. Would you or have you ever had sex on the beach, girl?
1: No, like, I don't like the beach. I know it's odd. My thing about the beach is the sand. Sand, it gets everywhere. So can yeah. you imagine trying to- Sand
0: in your coochie, girl? Mm-mm.
1: That's my thing, like- <sighs> It don't belong in there. And you can't control the sand. And I can you imagine it getting in there? And then, you know, it's just, no, it's very, it seems very gritty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole vibe I, seems gritty.
0: Yeah. Because you know how sand just be sticking to you. Like, you know yes. how you go in the water, right? And you rinse all the sand off, right? Because you're ready to go. You're ready to leave the beach. You go in the ocean, you rinse the sand off. And it's just like every step that you take, it's just like, okay, sand is sticking to you. I thought I just got all this sand off of me. It doesn't seem very hygienic to you. Yeah, it's just exactly. It definitely seemed like something not going to end well. Like, don't.
1: And I overthink things.
0: I watch nature
1: stuff. Yeah. You know that there's a crab that literally regurgitates the sand. Like, we're literally walking on crab spit. I want no parts. I'm not going to be rolling around in crab spit sand.
0: Girl, that was my next thing. Like, can't you get crabs? Like, like I don't- <laughs> Cause I, you know, listen, I don't know, but I definitely seen like sex in the city and stuff. And like <laughs> And I definitely used
1: to watch um uh, what was that show on MTV? Spring break. I was just Remember? talking to somebody. I say, yo, MTV don't play music no more, but they don't really do that shit either. Like I kind of like, can you imagine we they had spring break MTV doing it now?
0: Is that how you catch crabs? <laughs> like I always wondered. <laughs> you know, I don't fucking crab. I, like I don't <laughs> fuck with <laughs> crabs like that unless it's like, you know, Alaskan king crab. You know, I, those are the only fucking crabs I fuck with. Oh, listen! I don't know butter. No. Let's just dip in butter, bitch. I don't, I don't do crabs, and I, I don't know about the beach. I don't, I don't know. Sand. There's all kinds <laughs> yeah.
1: of other critters though in the sand. I don't know. The sand is—it's not hygienic. Everybody don't you know, walk on the sand. Mm
0: -hmm. but you know what one time I did go to the beach after hours with my friends like I personally love to go to the beach really late because the sun is setting um you know the big crowds of people are kind of leaving because they've been there all day so when you get to the beach I definitely did notice there was this couple there and they had a tent they had pitched a tent like kind of like almost up under the boardwalk walk and i don't know what they was doing in there but <laughs> if they was having sex on the beach i think that's the way to do it like if you're gonna do it pitch you a little tent and do it that way this way i feel like minimal sand will get in your coochie i definitely still think it's sand because it's once you go to the beach sand is just yeah endless. it just attracts
1: to you it's, because it's,
0: it's standing like in the water yeah it's like having a pet it's gonna be pet hair you know what I'm saying?
1: It's going to be pet hair. Everything. It just seems very uncomfortable, very gritty, messy, and just not something I'd want to do. <laughs> I mean, I'm older now. You know, you rather, you do it for fun now. I'm that Sex is for fun. Yes, it is. It absolutely is for fun. Yeah, because the only reason
0: you would do some shit like that is because you're one of the people who think you're going to get caught, and that shit is fun to you. Because I can't see why a whole grown-ass adult
1: would <laughs> go to the beach to have sex. For I mean, why? if you're rubbing me down with the lotion, we get close, we just up to get up and go run to the hotel room. I don't got time. Because more <laughs> likely than not, we is not about to get busy on Coney Island Beach. Hell no, not never. Girl. So we gotta be out some pristine, out of the United States kind of beach
0: we no need to be on the white sands or the black sands
1: yes we can't <laughs> so be in the matters. united states no i don't know oh, yeah. so, New- so
0: do you think that the crabs the overseas crabs <laughs> are here because you said the crab is spitting up the sand so so do you think like the crabs from thailand is just fancier the the crabs I know they Hawaii. not
1: addicted to heroin like our crabs are. She's on addicted to heroin. Go to Coney Island. You come back. Home. This nigga's addicted to heroin. I swear to god, The crabs is the best. It's the best. I mean, I love Coney Island. I grew up there, but that that beach, baby. Yeah, it's certain
0: things you can never get out of your mind. Like, even no matter how white it's become, no matter how gentrified <laughs> it's become. Coney Island to me. And I'm not saying you can't go for the boardwalk and the rides and that stuff. But the waters of Coney Island, to no, me, not will always that. be with syringes. That's what I think of. I think of, still Coney to Island, I think of those giant, like, you know, you're under the boardwalk. It's those big, giant, you know, column thingies that support the boardwalk. And I think
1: of rocks and...
0: Like syringes washing up upon the shores. I mean, that was my
1: challenge. Like we, my like when we would go to the beach, my dad and then we'll go out there, clean up, pick a spot, and they'll you know rake it up, make it nice, nice square area for us. And then you know we stayed close there. Then we ran over to the water and came out the water. You didn't go too far because that the rest of the beach was not that mess. You learned it was your childhood though. See, yeah. he also told never, you how to swim in that
0: water. So I never um experienced the waters, but I definitely went as a child and rode the rides and stuff.
1: Oh, that um, was every Easter. We was oh, we was, you know, the typical Brooklyn family. Yeah, it was like Easter. Easter. everybody got the out. You know, you got your new outfit, you got your hair <laughs> hair done, and then you either went to Coney Island or you went somewhere where there was a group of people. And I don't know why we all went to Coney Island for Easter because we didn't go to church. So it was like, all right, everybody get your new outfit <laughs> on.
0: I was so getting to that to point. I was getting to that. I was like, so y'all y'all didn't go to church, honey.
1: No, but you got new outfits so, though for Easter.
0: Y'all was over here having all the fun while my bitch ass was stuck in church.
1: With the same people you saw last week. Mm. And I'm out here flossing and Coney with people I would never see again. <laughs> 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 and everybody else do the same damn thing. Everybody out there with the brand new jeans or just looking real cute, like ooh, and you go back to school the next day. What did you wear? Let me see your outfit because you know you want you want to wash it and put it on the following week and <laughs> I'll show everybody.
0: Yep, yeah, yeah. we got good childhoods. <laughs> yep, yeah. I definitely you know learned so much about New York and. um, you know my life there was i mean amazing i have to say you know i had a good i had a good childhood yep but yeah folks um let us know if you have any questions about love about uh law school we can defer you to the uh definition we can defer you to the statute
1: <laughs> yes Listen, everything <laughs> is publicly <laughs> available <laughs> Because we don't give legal advice. We, we literally tell you what's in the statute. And we always say what, please confer and consult with your attorney okay. via your personal circumstances. Because what's the what's an attorney's favorite statement? It depends. Exactly. It depends.
0: You know, that's that's the safest bet. Cause I need to know the facts of your case specifically. If I don't know that, then I wouldn't call this legal advice. I would just call it, you know, Google. Should I found out on Google? <laughs>
1: you google it i tell me i was like hold on i was like i need to find out something i said hold on let me see something google i said you could go google this phrase and all your information gonna pop up mm-hmm. now i don't even find it They like, google this phrase mm-hmm. google siri. Google all that information
0: girl ask siri don't ask me i'll tell you that <laughs> <laughs> <I> said, <"Google."
1: laughs> Like you got two minutes i got you got 500 dollars. all right but yeah girl
0: this has been another lovely episode i love
1: you Sha. i miss you same boo say oh people wait wear your mask okay oh yeah your mask all right yes please it's impertinent that you wear your mask mm-hmm. right
0: if you ever, ever want to find love if you ever want to enjoy another cocktail some libations <laughs> if you ever want to have sex on the beach you know what I'm saying? Wear your mask. Wear your mask. I swear, wear your mask, people. Like for real, for real. It's um, it's getting kind of hectic out here. You know, Delta, Sigma, Theta, Lambda, <laughs> all these motherfuckers out.
1: <laughs> Listen, the most, the minimum you could do is wear your mask. That's yeah. it. Don't yeah. fight it. Don't even if you it, vaccinated,
0: even if you vaccinated, unless you're in a restaurant, you' about to eat some shit or you' about to drink some shit wear your mask
1: you going to the grocery store wear the mask you go to the That's bank it. wear the mask can y'all stop being rebels without a cause because mm-hmm. i would like to go back out in these streets freely i, <laughs> I like some some sense of normalcy okay okay <laughs> this has been real people
0: it has all right sha, love you <laughs> love you and it's a wrap, folks. That was a lovely, lovely episode of Bar Study Podcast where we discuss.
1: Love, love, libations. You can catch us on Instagram at Bar Study Podcast.
0: And our email is barstudypodcast at gmail.com.
1: And you can follow me at ratchetprofessional.com
0: And remember, folks, we do not give out legal advice. Good night.